No. <laughs> the bird's name. The bird's name is Marshmallow. Marshmallow the bird. What kind of bird is it? A uh, cockatiel. <laughs> What's up, fellas? I'm trying to suppress the cockatiel joke. It's a cockatiel. Cockatiel. Yeah. Cockatiel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell that is then? Y'all got some exotic shit in the richest county in the world. Oh, Lord. Nobody says nothing about no richest county in the world. Like, you can have a cock till you get <laughs> No. But I am proud of my county, by the way. Speaking of. My wife comes home. Yeah, Yeah, so we, we actually. You know what's interesting is that a lot of these marches. Um, around the country being led by uh by young people yeah yeah, yeah. High, high schoolers college kids very impressive yeah because they were raised on this stuff true <laughs> all this uh body cam footage and, and cell phone footage and everything else this is something they were like raised into um, right and i can also that's for better and for worse too though um with it being such a a, a young person led movement uh, as far as organization goes, okay. Continue. Uh, it, uh, I just think uh, I think some of the protests have been kind of unfocused, and sometimes you know, sometimes when I'm on the podcast, I have to remember what I said on the podcast and what I said on social media to somebody. You know how you'll think of something like, "Did I say that last week or not?" But mm-hmm. it, anyway, I was thinking last week was kind of a blur for me. It so. was totally yeah. yeah. So we were um, in a weird space, I think. So, um. I may have said this. I think I said this on social media. Sorry, I was replying to somebody, but uh, I was looking at a, a march that was going on in Hoover, and you know they went from no justice, no peace to to you know, oh, the yeah. police. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I and, and and that's one. The funny part about it was that's when I almost went to, and I said, oh, you know, oh no, I, no. I was on my way to that one. See, <laughs> then yeah. Roberto showed that video, and I said, nope, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, you don't know what's going to pop off. I mean, not pop off like in a bat, like you don't know what people are going to say. Because anybody can start any chant, essentially. Right. And that is exactly what's happening. So, um, we went to one in my county uh, Tuesday. So, I mean, it was very well organized, but it was was like the Youth Alliance of Howard County or something crazy. I I, I should probably get their name. I don't know who it was. But... um, it was young people and it was thousands of people out there um but what a couple things kind of made me proud one that it was young people it was very well organized uh as far as the route uh but i thought what was more i thought that what i noticed the most one uh obviously probably every cop in howard county was there but the police chief was there and she's the first so our county the county executive right now calvin ball is the first um black county executive in the county history what what is a county executive i'm sorry what is it um basically it's the top executive branch of a county so basically you have the president Mm -hmm. of the country you have a governor of the state and then you have the county executive would be the count or like a mayor so if there was a city it's the equivalent of a mayor of a city or a governor of a state or a president of a country okay so does the county executive have more power or does the mayor of let's say dc 
If, if what's the same county? I mean, yeah. Uh, well, these okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, okay, no, no, that okay, no, I got you. So, um, Prince George's County, there's a county executive, Laurel, which is a, a small town in Prince George's County, has a mayor. The county executive has more power because she is also the county executive of that town. Okay. Um, but then the governor would have more power than the county executive because he's the governor of that state. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it works. So um, good question, though. So that so it's like, you know, city or town is your smallest. Like a mayor would be the smaller. And then if there's a if that city. So like Birmingham is in Jefferson County. So if there was a county executive, they would be over. They would the, be over the, Woodfin or whatever his name. What's his name? Woodfin. Woodfin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that. Yeah, because they because they are the county executive over that city as well. So I've always been confused by commissioner and um, alderman also because well, alderman mean, I think is like a council member, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 certain places have aldermans and some people don't. That's yeah, what I, I mean. Like kind of yeah, right. Yeah, like my county doesn't have aldermans. We have council members. Okay, and what about what does the commissioner do there? There is no commissioner. So okay. I, so I think a commissioner is probably what a county executive is probably the same thing different name okay probably like alderman and council member because i noticed like on tv in different areas the commissioner is almost like a member of the police council or whatever but where i'm from the commissioner is like responsible for fixing the roads and like taking in complaints from you know the people in the county and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh a totally different position i don't think he yeah that is different yeah. yeah because you have a police commissioner so I think like the commission, a police commissioner is probably like the same thing as a chief. I think it's we're, it's like naming convention versus mm-hmm. like constable um, or uh, right something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so our county executive uh, hired the first black female police chief, um, and she's really good. I, I like her a lot. She was actually at the rally, and she was actually holding up a sign that said "Silence is com- is." silence is complicity or something like that um i thought that was deep but the other thing that i noticed and i wanted to get y'all's take on this all of the police there right they're doing crowd control they're just kind of making sure nothing was going to pop off because the rally the march actually started at the mall and i'm like oh that like this is like a recipe for disaster like you don't want looting it's probably not where you want to start mm-hmm. you know <laughs> a mall <laughs> Where people can smash windows and, and there's a whole lot of stuff to take, right? Everything stayed incredibly peaceful. Everything was great. But all of the police there were just in their regular uniforms. None of them were in riot gear. None of them were militarized. They were just kind of there. Some of them were marching. So, you know, a lot of them were, you know, um, I, I wouldn't say shaking hands, but you know what I mean. They were being, they were part of the solution, not part of the problem. And, I thought that that went a long way because I think that a lot of times, like if you militarize the police or if they're sitting there in riot gear, that automatically gets people kind of on edge. Yeah, you're about it. If you come out with that on, you're ready for war. Yeah, if, if you see somebody come out their house with riot gear on, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go back in because this, this is crazy. <laughs> right. So imagine 50 of them just chilling outside. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's that that is uh, that. 
people can learn from that. So I just want to give credit to the chief because I think that that also shows like, hey, we're just here trying to make sure everybody's cool. Um, you know, we're not, they weren't like, I mean, they were kind of huddled up. They, they weren't like lining the streets. They were just kind of there for traffic control. They were hanging out, you know, but they weren't intimidating. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it keeps the kind of the blood pressure down a little bit for, you know, the 10,000 people that showed up. So anyway, Naomi was about that life, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were like, uh, you know, because everyone had to wear a mask. So that was the other thing. And the organizers were walking around with masks to give people if they did not have one, which was good. Um, And uh, we're like, Naomi, no, we're still trying to social distance. So we're kind of standing like on the kind of on the sidelines a little bit waiting for the like the end of it to to march the route or whatever. And she was like, she was like, but I want to be in it. And I was like, Naomi, you are in it. Like we're here, we're Mm -hmm. chanting, you know, but we no. but I want to be in it. I want to be marching. We're like, all right, we're going to march. You just got to wait. You know, there's like 10,000 people, whatever, you know. So it was pretty funny. I was proud of her. But then she said something profound, too. She said um, in the car on the way home, she was like, that was so awesome. You know, she like really enjoyed. Bakari went, too, but he didn't like really partake. Um, And she said, you know, I'm definitely going to take my kids to protest. And she said, but I hope that we won't still have to be protesting. That's sad that that your kid has to think about taking her kids to protest. That means right. that shit hadn't really changed. Right. Well, well, but it could always always be other things to protest. Global warming, uh, all kind of environmental things. There's a bunch of stuff to protest. Yeah. Well, but then, but then she did say, changed. you know, I, I hope that we don't have to. So that was good, too. Oh, she's going to have to, man, because we're going to be frying eggs and a little bit on our car. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. in November. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's just called July in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my mom was saying too. My mom said her si- my mom's the youngest of eight, and she said her siblings would take her to the Vietnam protests when she was little. So, yeah, I bet those were rough. Ooh, yeah. So anyway, that was kind of my my. I wanted to do some more, you know, um, but it's hard to like. I mean, kind of, you know, COVID is still out there, so yeah. You know, you got to be smart about it, and and it's hard to social social distance. Um, but with everyone wearing a mask, I think that greatly you know cuts down on the on the threat of passing it. So anyway, I'm in a better mood this week though, for sure, than I was last week when we talked. Um, I am I'm in a better mood by willing myself to be in a better mood. But don't. But I feel like. Um, for me, anyway, I feel like last week I didn't know what was going to like. It really felt like the country was about to burn to the ground, which I was kind of OK with <laughs> at the time, <laughs> just because that's where my head was. But uh, but I've seen a wave of change that I have not witnessed before. And I think that that's why I'm in a better mood. I feel like there's um, I feel like we're not alone in this. Like, I feel like we're being heard. Let me say that. I agree with my experiences with my friends and my coworkers and stuff. For the most part, I stay away from any kind of social, you know, social economic conversations or, or any kind of uh, black lives, anything like that, anything political at all. I don't talk about it at work, mm-hmm. but I was just amazed by amazed by how many people engaged me to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and un- like, I mean, 
sincerely, not not like in a oh, you see that shit that happened on the news today type way. Mm-hmm. Now I got a couple of those, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the majority of people were actually trying to have some understanding about stuff. And I, I hate, you know, certain incidents have to happen to bring it to that point. But for the most part, the people I've talked to have been sensitive about um, you know, what's going on in the world right now as far as the the protests and everything are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm happy to see uh, our Caucasian brethren uh, <laughs> upset about something like we are for once. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at least publicly upset about it. How about that? Uh, most people, right. a lot of people, are so afraid to speak out about stuff. Man, it's, it's crazy. I, I guess for fear that they'll be shunned by their white friends. They have different beliefs and things like that. So yeah. I don't know. You know. And no one wants to be the first. Yeah, you don't want to be the first. And yeah. I mean, I, I have friends that are married to racist partners, Ooh. and uh, wow, that I that I've met before, and I felt very uncomfortable. And uh, one guy, he told me his wife, she's just that way. And I said, as long as she that way, I ain't coming around y'all no more. Uh, <laughs> he invited me to a game night years ago when he got married to her, and he just straight up told me like, "Hey, my wife's kind of, you know, you know." <laughs> like I'm like no I don't I don't yeah. know who and, but but hell when I went the game not I found out what you know meant but um but yeah, you know he wasn't a good enough warning then if you if you still were coming over there well he said what now that wasn't a good enough warning then if no no I was there to, I, I'm sorry this is like when I walked in the door he's like I'll just give you a heads up my wife's kinda, oh you know yeah, yeah so he so, gave so, you that warning like before yeah. you right. got over there. Yes. Yeah, you and could I, like even like five minutes ago, you could have told me on my way here. And in the moment, I didn't know what you know was. And then, and, 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 and like, and then, what's up, nigger? <laughs> no, right. she, she didn't say that. Like, but, who but invited as, the nigger? But but as I went in, I said, uh, yeah, I said, when he said, uh, yeah, I, you're my first black friend I brought here. Hey, this is Preston. Like, whoa. <laughs> so uh, she just kind of looked at me. She didn't shake my hand or nothing. She just kind of gave me a, a stank eye the whole time, and I didn't stay long because I said, "Are Hell. you serious?" Yeah, yeah. She she said, "I was like, fuck this," and I left, and that was the, it for that. But you know, I, like, I've, I've it's like, this. look who's coming to dinner, man. It's like Sydney Portier all over again. Right. I've had that experience at least three times in life, meeting m- two times with a man that I knew whose wife was racist, and then the other time was a, a white lady that I knew and her husband was racist. So. Uh, I'm like, how can you marry to a racist person? You know. Well, that, I, I wanted to ask that, but I didn't want to judge. It, it's 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 very weird, and I can't. It's weird. That's all I can say. I, I I have a hard time being friends with them. Also, we're not close or anything, anyway. But just, oh boy, it's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, I. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say you ain't saying this shit at home, are you? You know what I mean? Like I know <laughs> right. you're not saying this at home. Like oh, one of my white friends, she's not married, but I remember um, going to her house with her grandma. Uh, she lives in Coleman, uh-huh. and oh, uh, Lord. well, there you go. She just needed to go pick up something real fast, and uh, I went with her. She said, mm, "It's the first time we had one of you in here." Oh, and I, oh, <laughs> someone that works at the bank. <laughs> Because I'm he's like, no, one of you colored, you know? And I'm like, oh, oh, wow. so she just okay. kept on with it. Yeah, she's like, oh, to pay grandma no attention. You know, she, she, uh, you know, like she's a little crazy sign. Yeah, she, she just, she's just old and racist, but, <laughs> but man, if she wow. only, if she only knew her granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Not personally for me, but just have grandmother so, love some brothers, boy. Yeah. Oh, so wow. the, the granddaughter was giving out reparations. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so, man. 
Wow. That's rough, though. No, but I, I feel you, though. I think that, like, I've gotten um, some legitimate questions uh, that are, where people want to know. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm. even if they don't want to know, people say, I can never know. But I want you to know that I'm standing with mm. you. And I think that that goes a long way. Because it's people who have been historically quiet. Uh, which, I don't think pe- like white people understand, like how hurtful it is that you don't say anything when I'm telling you I'm hurting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact now that it seems like, I mean, at the rally we went to, it was probably 75% white, 60% white, something like that. What what city was it in again? I'm sorry. It was in Columbia, Maryland. Okay. Now, so I should probably qualify that too. Columbia was a town that was built with the purpose of... uh, um, purpose of there being no I'm, I'm trying to think how it was an integrated town so okay. the town was built not only for where it was a planned community for um, different races and economic backgrounds so it was built you know to have rich middle class and poor black white Asian Latino so it was a it was a planned community I think it was built in the 70s Okay. So that's where, yeah, that's where it was. Now, yeah. Ray, Ray, you just went back to work this week. Was it this week or last week? Uh, last week. What's the climate there as far as being face to face with people? Because I've only been on WebEx calls, and uh, I went to work a couple of days last week, but nobody was there. You know, it's funny because for the most part, the IT group is, you know, especially like me, I don't have to really interact with people. So I really didn't come in contact with that many people. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have because Monday I got out the car like it was my first time. No, not Monday, Tuesday. I took Liam to school and you know he had to put on a mask and they had to take his temperature before he went in and they didn't want to touch him to get him out the car and so then i was like well i didn't eat so i'm gonna go you know get a smoothie from somewhere and you know everything's boarded up and so i got out in the car and i just like oh wow i'm i'm not okay and so I tried to go up to um, I tried to go up to work, and I had to go back to the car because I was like, I, I'm not going to make it. And so I did have a couple people come check on me. Like, uh, I mean, this is a huge white guy, uh, and it's funny because he's like, everybody always asks me what position I played. I never played any sports, but he is a huge white guy, and he came and you know started talking about work, and then. That's the thing I noticed too. The people will start talking about work, and then the conversation gradually goes into, "So how are you doing?" And I'm like, "I think I'm okay." But you know, he was like, "Hey, if you need to talk about anything or you know anything, I don't completely understand you know everything, but I am here to listen." And so that was the kind of stuff that I did get. It's just you know, him coming by and checking on me now. They did have a couple of the partners, the black guys, send out emails. Well, they sent them to the CEO, and he sent it to the whole company or the whole firm about their experiences of being black in the United States and everything. And, you know, he was like, you know, I want to thank them for sharing their 
uh, sharing their stories. But yeah, I mean, they didn't hide it or anything, and it, it was pretty cool that for you know, I guess for them even giving them the platform to share their story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta. It work. I gotta. Um, I'm still working. For, are you still at home, P? Yeah. Yeah, I am too. Well, so. I had an intern that started. I had to go give him some stuff, and that's been weird. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. But it, it's weird because if he's brand new and I'm having to remotely train him on stuff, and it's just not working, man. I gotta figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, yeah, we had my, so my boss, who's a the uh, department chief. She sent like a really long email Thursday, and it was very—I mean, it was a very nice email. Um, but essentially, what you know, kind of addressing everything, I mean, I, like most companies are doing. Um, but she also said, you know, Friday we're gonna at twelve o'clock. Um, please log into the Zoom. We're gonna have there won't be anyone speaking. I'll come on, and at twelve o five we're gonna hold a eight minute and forty six second moment of silence. Bro, can I tell you that was the longest? I mean, that that's what got me. I mean, I like it was waterworks, mm. um, because it I was like, you know, this is a long time. Like, it was it was that was hard. That was very hard. Um, but additionally, um, she's we're doing at work some meetings, kind of like what Ray is, kind of along those lines, I think, but a little bit different. Um, Next week, they're going to start doing forums just for our department. Now, my department's pretty big there, um, where people can talk about not only their experiences, but their experiences at work. And she said, you know, I'm devoted to making sure that all of our employees, even at work, that we we don't have any issues as far as how people here are treated. So if you're being treated a certain way based on, um, uh, you know, the way you you know, your race or whatever you know we're going to make sure that we're not having that and all the way down to like hiring practices things like that and i want people to speak up we're going to we're going to take this moment and make us better so i was like wow man that was that was deep that's pretty that cool. cool yeah yeah i was very impressed that's what leaders do you know good leaders <laughs> and i told you guys this old uh early this week how i was contacted by someone at hr one of my buddies who's over diversity that diversity at my company about the stories that i posted on facebook and um oh right yeah i'm i'm talking i'm on it, it's usually a panel but because we're virtual she's just recording our different stories and they're gonna edit it and put it together and all that kind of stuff uh so we're doing that tuesday we had our initial pre-interview on thursday um and then on tuesday is going to be the real thing and she wants me to tell two two stories in particular so mm-hmm. it, i don't like i said last week was a blur if i didn't tell the stories last week but anyway the two stories are uh the first one when i was in college i was 19 years old cop stopped me on the way out of my job it's in river chase which is part of hoover in alabama nice part of town cops asked me was officer asked me what i'm doing over there <laughs> i tell him i work at this place that i work <laughs> he asked for my id for that location <laughs> and then later on asked me where's i'm going where i'm going i tell him i work at i go to school at uab i'm going back to campus he then asked me for my 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 uh uab id <laughs> he still hadn't asked for my license or anything and uh, he sits there and just goes, oh, so y'all all the way in Hoover now. And I, wow. And at 19, I'm just kind of going, yes, sir. Like, I don't really know what this, where this is going. 
And then when I asked him what he pulled me over for, he just gave me my IDs, not my license or my registration, just my school ID and my work ID. And he taps the top of my car and says, well, all right, then be safe out there. And then he follows me to the interstate to make sure I'm going where I said I was going. So that was the first story when I was 19. And the second story is when I was 33, going to the same building. <laughs> a cop follows me and makes every turn I make. And then finally, I go into the parking deck and I see him fly up the hill. I'm thinking, oh, maybe he wasn't following me. So I get up the parking deck, go to the, to the uh, elevator and go to the front of the building. And he's there waiting for me. And he goes, oh, you work here? And I go, yes. And then he says, huh, and just drives off. <laughs> so uh, she wanted me to tell those two stories in particular because one, they were based on incidents that happened at our own company. And two, they were, let's see, uh, 14 years apart. Wow. So 1933. So, yeah, mm. two, two separate incidents in the same place, you know, same type of stories of just being, you know, asked questions of basically feeling like you don't belong in a certain place. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Been there, done that. Several years in between each other. Like, mm-hmm. so. Yep. Yeah. Um. Did you see what the mayor? I know we were talking about mayors earlier. Did you see what uh, mayor in D.C. did? Oh uh, uh, yeah, the Bowser. Black Lives Matter Street. Yeah. <laughs> Black Lives Matter Plaza. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: Has has Trump said anything about this yet? Oh yeah, he was pissed. Because oh, I, really? I missed I it. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. it. Yeah. I yeah, he, he called her incompetent. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was his typical, you know, his typical, you know, kind of name calling three year old temper tantrum response. Okay. Yeah. He said she's incompetent, blah, 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 blah. That she's lucky we had to come in and save her because she was going to lose her city, you know, to the protesters and whatever else. But she's pissed because she was like, "No, y'all need to get y'all need to get up out of here, man." <laughs> you they know, left, take these. Didn't they? Yeah, they left. Yeah, yep. Because she, one thing she was saying was, um, well, one thing the big issue here is the the quote unquote federal agents who were here had no name tags, no identification. You had no idea what agency they were with, mm-hmm. so they were like. You know, he could have just brought in a whole bunch of Klansmen, basically, and given them guns, for all we know. We don't know who these folks are. Um, But anyway, they were like cert teams from federal prisons in Tennessee or something. So, I mean, it was ridiculous. So, so she was like, no, y'all need to y'all need to roll, Jack. <laughs> Say it again. Right. right. So, so, Klansmen, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, she's she's petty, but she's here for him though. Yeah, well, she's time enough for him. <laughs> well, that that's good. Because the thing that um the thing that I, I and you know one Trump doesn't get this, but I think that most of the country doesn't really get it either. Is D.C. is kind of like ground zero for protests because it's it is the nation's capital, so that's where the lawmakers are. Um, I've been to two other protests in D.C. Um, and they're always, not always, I mean, they're largely peaceful. Now, I've, you know, the, everywhere was having issues last weekend, right? Um, but it's like that 1% of, it's like 1% of the people do something bad and then you label the other 99%, you know, that's all you want to talk about. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so people don't know how to take that where mayor bowser's like okay yeah we like spray painted some stuff and broke some stuff up 
we're good. You know, <laughs> like this is DC. We'll be fine. Um, but anyway, yeah, that that was a that was a checkmate. That that was a that was a boss move she did there. So, <laughs> and in the internet age, um, a lot of these major corporations don't understand that even even posting something that pretty much says that you you stand for the movement and that's not what you're about race you know you're about racial equality and everything how much that actually helped like like the, the situation we were talking about with target last week mm. and or, and you know people read that stuff like oh, okay well i ain't gonna fool with them then but then but then you see certain companies that are coming out doubling down on you know supporting trump and that kind of stuff and it's like okay mm-hmm. well i ain't fooling with them no more like it's an instant change in your mind over oh man can i eat chick-fil-a anymore <laughs> you know what's funny like we've known about chick-fil-a right that's true you know, but we still ate there. But Bernanda even made a made a comment the other day, like, "No, nah, I think we need to stop eating Chick Fil A." And I'm like, "Wait, but we've known about this. Like, we, this isn't new." Wait, you know it, what I'm saying? It, it was Unless, like, well, oh well, they're against gay people, so it doesn't really affect us that much, <laughs> right? Like, right? Uh, yeah, if they're against them, they're more than likely against us too. Right, exactly. Unless Bakari gets a job there. Then we're like, right, yeah. all about that chicken, baby. <laughs> give, me a, give me that chicken sandwich. But, um, no, but it, but it's, I think that even for, uh, for when I say us, I mean black folks. Like, there's there's an awakening, even amongst us, that we're having in a lot of situations. Because you're right. You're, you're right. right yeah. mm-hmm. you, but you're exactly right. Like, Home Depot, Home Depot and Lowe's are like the exact same store. Yes. But one supports Trump and one doesn't. Yep. So guess where I think my money and, and the one that does is where I was always going just because it's closer. But I can drive the extra two miles to go to Lowe's. You know, and that's the owner of the Falcons too, right? No, Home see Depot that's guy. the thing. He's not the one that it's some other owner. It's not the uh, was it Wolf or whatever. He's not the one. Uh, wait a minute, it's Arthur Blank. Is yes, the, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not him. Okay. What does he own? He's part of Home Depot, but I think this other guy's like a founder or something. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Speaking so, of the NFL. Yeah. No, that's all I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did well, I, I did read this article before that said the importance of oh well, the importance that they purposely omitted Kaepernick's name when announcing this. Right. How about that? Yeah. Yep, I read it too. I saw a story on ESPN. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I was watching and, that, and that was my issue. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's it's smoke and mirrors to me, man. I'm like, it's almost like it's almost identical to what Breeze did in a, in a way, um, because they like kind of doubled down. Then they put out like this blanket apology, and then or like this blanket, hey, I stand with you, you know, whatever, and then people, they get lambasted for it, so now they got to come back with a stronger, you know, statement about, oh, we were wrong, you know. What do you think about people like uh, Hugh Jackson coming out now and saying that uh, he wanted to get Kaepernick, but he was overruled last year? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it, that, that came out yesterday. I mean, the collusion, it was clearly collusion. But why, I mean, they, but why would he, why would he even, come out and say it now, though? Because well, now, because kind of what you were saying. Stuff's going on. Say it again, Ray. I say it now because all this stuff's going on. Right. It's kind of what you, what you were saying before about now people are speaking up. 
That's what I think. I think that statement would have helped a lot. Back then, you know, though. you know what else would have helped a lot if people would have said something when Kaepernick was out there by himself, him and Eric Reed. Yeah, I mean, he was, but he was largely by himself. If people, if if um, uh, what's old boy's name? Shoot, Aaron Rodgers now has all this stuff to say. Why didn't you say it four years ago? Yeah, because had he taken that stand four years ago, mm-hmm. then things would have been different. It's it's it's. I, I see both sides of it though. Um, like Ray said, you know, with it being this time, that's what people are inclined to do right now. And I can even right. say it for myself. Like I just said, I avoided these conversations at work before just because I didn't feel like getting ganged up on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like the, the the one Negro in the room, and then yeah. they gang up on me with all this rhetoric and everything, and I'm just sitting there looking crazy. But now it, I actually feel freer than I've ever felt. In my <laughs> yeah, you're empowered, man. I am about that damn life at this point. Any, I hear something, man. I'm like, say what? What happened now? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Uh, I don't understand what these protests really getting. I always losing. You know, I I had to give it to one dude the other day, man. Like, dude, look, man, you you be oppressed all this time, you know, and and um, you know, racially, uh, what do you call it? Um, what was the stop and frisk? What was that called? Um, racially profile. Profile. Thank you. Yeah. You get profiled mm-hmm. all this time and everything else. It's a build up, man. It's like little things, little things, little things. Because you don't understand white privilege. You don't understand getting followed around a store. You don't understand you going to the BMW dealership and nobody paying you any attention, even though you can buy the motherfucker right now if you wanted to. Right. Like, like you don't understand that stuff because those are situations that I've been in. That I'm standing out here at the BMW lot. I remember I was at the Lexus lot to pick out a car for my mom. My mom was crazy about Lexus at that time and I'm standing out there and this is how crazy this is engraved in our heads I went after work with a suit on on purpose just so I would get attention right I put it I put a fucking suit on to go to give somebody money possibly so I put the suit on and I'm standing out there and usually at luxury car dealerships they run to you right Mm -hmm. so I stood out there for a while and I'm going oh I can see through the glass and people are looking at me so I go inside I stand at the front door for a while nobody comes I go back out right all of a sudden a black guy comes out and I'm going oh they sent the negro to attend to me oh Mm -hmm. I got you okay cool man and he was looking like yeah man I I, I was in the bathroom when you came in when I came out they were like hey go out there like (laughs) what the hell dude at at that point I was like ma you don't want no Lexus (laughs) like like, even though the test drive was really good but nah you straight man Mm -hmm. that's crazy and I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's mostly a southern thing, Sherm. Because no, you, it's not. When, it's my, not. when my cousins come down here, they always just expect the worst from everybody. They mm-hmm. they go. They say you go to a store with me, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't see what that how that guy looked at you." And we're so coded to to understand it and see it all the time that it's just. So you you are right. It, it is definitely. I think that you all because it, it bothered me a lot when I was down there. Um, how uh don't take this the wrong way but pretty much exactly what you just said like you're so used to it yeah I mean, that it's just, just like we're just deaf to it now or right it's, it's the the little common racism that we just we're just numb to that it's like yeah okay and, yeah. and you're going about your business it's just like if you see the same you know, you can walk around your house and see the same sock on the floor and not bother it or not bother you because, I mean, it's always been there, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. And somebody right. else goes, like, why don't you get the sock out the floor? And you're like, oh, what sock? Oh, crap, yeah. I didn't pay any attention. Yeah, that's true. And people, but isn't it, 
Isn't your family from like Boston or something? That's my my mom's side. Her three brothers moved to Boston. Uh, well, they moved, went to the military and they all got stationed kind of around Boston, I think, or that's where they all decided to settle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that whole side of my family, all my cousins and cousins, cousins and first cousins, second cousins, babies and everything else on that side are in Boston. Um, all my uncles in that area have passed since then, so we don't see them as much anymore. But is this a, is that where the cousins came from that were saying that? Yes, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. because yes. Boston is one of the most racist cities. Yeah, in the that's whole what country. I was gonna say Boston's pretty daggone racist. You know what though? Yeah. It's a different kind of different. It's right. a different kind of what you're doing in here than right. dry in racism. Yes, right. It's a, it's a different kind. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's not as and, in your state. And shocker, uh, Baltimore is very much like that. Um, Chicago is very much like that. New York is somewhat like New York is not as bad. Um, Wait, Baltimore? I thought Baltimore was like seventy percent black or something. It is. Wow. So is, but I mean, shoot, so is Birmingham. <clears throat> well, yeah, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah, touche. But, but all, but none of white people live in Birmingham. They live like over the mountain. So, so and that's Baltimore why has is so bad going to B- Birmingham in the morning. Yeah, now Baltimore, but see, Baltimore is a lot like Boston in the racism side because um, there's a section of of Baltimore. It's pretty much like what you just said, but I was going to say about 25, 30%. Um, Baltimore is such a weird city because there is a very affluent area of Baltimore City, actually right where I work, in the small town where I work, that is actually Baltimore City that has homes that are like anywhere from like 500K to a million dollars. Um you think of Baltimore, you think it's very poor, and its poor areas are very, very it's poor. What you see on TV, yeah, yeah. There's no I middle class, so it's you're either for the there's a small, small, very small middle class. I'll say that. Um, otherwise, it's very affluent or very poor. Um, but it's it's a different kind of racism, like what you just said. Sharm, let me ask you a question. Be honest about this. Mm-hmm. Did you think Southern people were dumber before you moved here for uh, college? Uh, yes. Okay. So I get the reverse from my family that are Northern. It's like because of the uh, our speech patterns or our accent, they assumed that we were slower. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would hear people, you know, friends of mine from New York talk, and I'm going, "This is the dumbest motherfucker ever." <laughs> but but mm-hmm. but because he's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just it's just how he's saying words. It makes him sound smarter than what he is. I'm like, this book, this boy's so dumb. It, but you take that differently than you do, man. I don't know what y'all talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that could be the smartest motherfucker in the room. It's just how he talks, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it, for sure. I agree. But I also think that there's a lot that the systematic racism is so entrenched in Southern culture. Yes. Um, and, and I mean everything from housing, um, because if you drive around Birmingham, like I remember the first time I took Bernanda, then she was like, yo, why are all the black people living on like this side of town? Like great kind of over. I won't say West End, but kind of over that way. Mm-hmm. And it was and it almost looked like the 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 50s. It looked like like a side of town that time forgot. You know what I'm saying? And But I didn't really pay attention to it because I guess I had been there for a few years. So, um, But for her, her first time really being in the deep south, it stuck out to her. The funny part is that was the nice side of town at one point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's why I say it's, it's a side of town that time forgot. Now, I, I think that also desegregation probably contributed to that in a way, which is weird. Fred said that to me one time, and I was like, yo, get out of my house. <laughs> you know, Ray, you may have been there when he said it. But, um, but there, I mean, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. But, um, but I think that there's a, like from schooling, like there's still, Ray, you had told us something about like when you were coming back from, uh, the beach or something where like these still segregated, schools are still segregated. Oh yeah. When we're coming back to the, to the beach, uh, coming back from the beach and the pictures, even the pictures of the seniors were separated by the blacks and then the whites. But we were talking about it. I was looking at my uh, yearbook the other day, and I just realized that they had, you know how you have, like, your class superlatives, like most athletic and all this stuff? They mm-hmm. actually had most athletic black, most athletic whites. Most. Uh, Ray, stop. Uh, stop. I'm, I'm not joking. And I didn't even pay it any attention until I was looking into your book the other day. It has the uh, most likely to succeed black, most likely to succeed white. Ray, you have got to be I'm joking. Not. Also, it seems that they had uh, some people just found out that class of 93 had their own class shirt that had like a keg and a confederate flag and all the names of the white people <laughs> they just found this out that uh, and apparently there's like a all white class reunion that they just found out about so it was like oh wow <laughs> see and and that's what i'm saying like so I, I graduated high school in baltimore county never had to deal with that there was definitely like i mean it was like <laughs> i remember i was dating a girl and her dad found out I was black and was like, nah, that ain't happening. Um, was her hair curly then? No. Oh, you weren't safe then. Okay, go nah. ahead. Proceed. <laughs> it, it, I wasn't going to be safe either way. <laughs> but there, but there's, uh, but we, we didn't have that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we didn't have that. We didn't have that shit. I mean, what <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I just got, actually just got an email from, our class president, I think last week, saying, "Hey, it's uh, this is our twenty fifth year. You know, we're gonna do something." It didn't go to white people; it went to the whole class. Well, and that was the thing because when I went to our, I guess, fifteen year class reunion, I was like, "Man, there are no white people here. What's up with that?" It's like, did y'all invite white people? They and, were having theirs down yeah, the street. They were like, "Oh, we're we're in a good part of town. You yeah. guys are in this, you know, raggedy place." Which it was a raggedy place. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm not going back, but still, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Theirs was last eat. weekend <laughs> <laughs> at the club in Birmingham. Yeah, I, I'm shocked. That is, I mean, see, so this is what I'm saying about, like, that is such blatant segregation, like, thrown in your And then, that so that was 27 years ago, right? Uh, yeah. 27, 93, you said? Yeah. Yeah, but then fast forward to 2020, last weekend, you're driving home yeah. and... Yeah, so it's no It's different. still... It's the same thing! <laughs> yeah. Then that guy hit your car with that umbrella at the time. Oh, well, that yeah. was a black dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, fuck black people at the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> why, did I, why did I assume that was a white dude? Yeah, that was a black I, dude. I thought it was a white dude. No, Man, it, was was a, it was a... Maybe young... leave it out there. 
Oh, say never mind. I, I shouldn't. I See, was gonna say race. I, he's I, up I, race, but now, yeah, never mind. I I didn't say race on purpose, just because I was just like, hey, somebody. Because I saw it as, hey, somebody hit my car. That was the main part of the story. But yeah, black dude in a top hat. <laughs> wow, in a top oh, hat. Oh, hit I had my to, car for umbrella. I had to fight now. That I had to fight right now. I'm stronger about fighting. <laughs> yeah, because I pictured the craziest white dude. Like, nah, you probably did right. <laughs> See. <laughs> He might have a goddamn whip on his <laughs> right on his raincoat or some shit. That's what I'm saying. If this dude out here crossing the street in a top hat with an umbrella and just you know dancing and hitting your car with a, with an umbrella, he's already like ahead in the don't give a fuck category. <laughs> yup. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Mm. That's funny. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so I think that uh, like your cousins in Boston, they see that like I'm seeing. I'm literally in shock that that Ray just told me that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not that wouldn't. Shock, That's why. I no, you're not. Right because, hand. but yeah. why aren't you? I mean, like I said, it's just another day to us. Yeah, we just call that growing up in Alabama. Yeah. That's different than oh, like racism we would experience here or that I experienced here. Still experience racism. Lim- but not to not like not that that like that southern racism is, hey, we racist. We're gonna throw it in your face. Have a nice day. And, yeah. and it's like I mean, it's just pictures. You couldn't mix the pictures up. It's black and white pictures of black and white people, and you couldn't even right. mix them up. And to, and to clarify, so they put all the black students on one on one billboard and all the white no, they, students they on. They each there. had their own. Each person had their own. So let's say. Uh, La, La, Laquisha Jones had her own, <laughs> and then you know, uh, Broderick so and so had his own, and then they went all through each and every single one of the black people. And then there's Chad Johnson, or not Chad Johnson because that's a black, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's uh, Chad Smith, Chad Smith, he's the first of the white people, and then there's a line of white people. Wow. Yeah, so it definitely was not alphabetical. No, it wasn't alphabetical because I was trying to see that too. Because I was trying yeah. to make sense of it not being racist. Right, you were trying to find it. <laughs> As I'm driving through this town, hoping my car doesn't break down or something because Man. I'm I don't want to be broken down in this city. You would have been put to work. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yep, he been learning old Negro spiritual. Hey, let me get this off before I forget about it because I just it just popped up and I meant to put it on the run now. Mm-hmm. If I see one more black person talking about, oh, don't celebrate June Juneteenth this year because yada yada yada, and now you want to do it. First of all, fuck you. Second of all, <laughs> se- se- second of all, the more awareness you bring to something, and then people want to actually do it. How can you get mad once they want to do it? That's right. the shit that pisses me off. Like, what the hell does that mean? Oh, go go. Uh-uh. Make sure you celebrate Fourth of July. Don't be selling Juneteenth with us. Celebrating Juneteenth with us. You never did it before. Well, bitch, that's the reason he want to do it now. Cause now he's aware of it. Duh. Right. I have a white friend right now that I made aware of it last year. He said, "Shit, I'm gonna celebrate it too." Then <laughs> he told me that last year. He, te- I, I text some. I put some on Facebook about Juneteenth, and I have the last two or three years. And he said. I never knew of this. I think I'll start celebrating. And I said, yeah, you go ahead. I'm thinking he bullshitting. Man sent me a picture of him grilling, talking to his kids about Juneteenth. I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh, okay. You really about Good that for life. him. Cool then. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. No, we, we have to be open to anyone and everyone who wants to be woke. 
you know, and, and wants to ask and wants to be involved, you can't turn them away. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. And I'm with these little people doing their little poems and stuff, man. Some of them are corny, but hey, get your stuff off. That's what you. That's how you feel like you want to express yourself. Cool. Mm. Long as you're oh. not, no, it's not doing it for cloud and attention. Let's say that. You right. Know, like, let me m- let me tell you one that didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You, the dance. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Nope. I so. Uh, Bern- <laughs> <laughs> Why am I laughing before you tell me? Dog, it, so we're walking yesterday, and Bernanda tells me, "Hey, um, did you see such and such a post?" And I said, "No, let me go." You know, let me. She said, "Well, so the the person put up, you know, who has been deafening quiet, like haven't seen a word, right?" Oh, um, I know. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> Yo, you actually, I don't. I haven't told you yet. I know who it is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> No, you don't. But I, but I'll tell you. Go ahead. Um, so this person has not said anything, right? They put up this long post. I, you know, I had to pray long and hard about this, and I'm trembling as I'm writing this. You know, um, I cannot deny. I can no longer keep quiet about what what is happening to black people in this okay. country. I'm like, okay, you're I right. Because he wasn't trembling. Go ahead. The person I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um. They, and they're going right. And they said, um, so in honor. Of all the black lives that have been lost, I am making a donation to such and such a, a company who um, will focus on stopping abortions from black women. What? Yes. And then, and then went on and said, let's address the elephant in the room. Defunding the police is not the answer. Defunding Planned Parenthood is the answer. Planned Parenthood is put in black communities so that they can eliminate the black race. And we need to stop abortions by black women. And I'm just like... Male or female? Female. Mm, I'm, I'm lost in you. Like I say, it's not Candace Owens, is it? Uh-uh, it ain't her. No, it's... <laughs> nah, we, we know what she's about. I'm, I'm yeah. done with her, too. Um, and just went on and on and on. And then put hashtag all black lives matter. Okay, yes. Who the hell is this? I you know it, it's 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 a it's somebody up here. It, oh. It's a family friend. Oh, this uh-huh. isn't a famous person. Okay. No, 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 okay. no. It's not a famous person. Dog. When I read that, I was like, "Yo, Bernanda, you didn't tell me it was this like that, like I was reading it like there is no way they just hijacked this conversation." So she got dragged, and when I say she got dragged, she got dragged it, at last count there was like 120 comments on on the post oh damn <clears throat> and it split 95 percent of her white friends are like god bless you god hears your pain thank you for doing this blah blah blah, blah. and every black friend she has like yo you like i'm coming for you you had like, mad coolness right now son yeah like how dare you take our pain and use it as a political stunt for what you believe in mm-hmm which is what she did. I said she hijacked the conversation. So then all her white friends were like, yes, abortion is evil. Planned Parenthood is evil. I'm like, Planned Parenthood. So I, I actually went and pulled up their stats. Like, they 4% of their business was abortions last year. They're put in black communities because underprivileged women, black, white, doesn't matter, need affordable prenatal care, affordable health care, um, cancer screenings. That was 2% of their business. Like, what are we doing? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Dog, I I so badly wanted to, like, I wanted to say something, but I chose not to um, because she was getting dragged so bad. And every point I wanted to make, other people were already making. That's not how you, uh, that's not how you help. (laughs) Well, Thanksgiving is going to be really awkward this year. What's that? Thanksgiving is going to be really awkward this year. Oh, yeah. No, it's not a family member. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Family friend. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I miss her. But, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I was like, oh, but I know somebody who's supposed to be having lunch with her tomorrow. So I said, that's going to be an interesting, interesting one. I'll tell you offline. Grandpa? No. By the way, <laughs> he needs to go. <laughs> Man, I watched that thing. I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't turn from it. Like, what the hell? But anyway, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Um, and then Jason Whitlock, speaking of, uh, you know, I don't know if, well, oh. the coon himself. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> that dude, yeah. man, I hate him. I hate his soul. Like, I hate everything about Jason Whitlock, man. No mm-hmm. matter what happens in our community, he's going to find a way to spin it that is our fault that it happened. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I don't like anybody like him. And I don't see how Barkley is friends with him. It's such a weird, like, how are you still friends with this dude? And I think Lebertard's, uh kind of. Distance himself from Whitlock a while back now, but they yeah, used to be cool. Man, Levitard been on the air crying for like the last week about the mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. Yeah, I need yeah. to go back and listen to it. Yeah, I need to listen to it too. But I can't um, wait to see who they replace him with. It's going, it's going to be interesting who they replace him with. Mm-hmm. I know Shannon Sharp has been. Shannon Sharp killed Breeze. Now, now Barkley defended Breeze. Yeah, basically saying you know he has <clears throat> he apologized, so give him a chance to show whatever. So, but. Can I say something though? Black people are the most forgiving people on the face of the planet of all time. Yes. Yep. That's a good yeah. thing, though. That's a good thing. Mostly, it's a good thing. It's just uh, we just don't need to forget stuff. That's all. Mm-hmm. You can forgive no, people we, for your own. We forgive people but... way too quick. I, I'm not in that mode, by the way. I don't forgive Breeze. I think that he spoke his heart. He got dragged, and he tried to clean it up because he had four years to learn. Correct. I agree with that. And but, now all of a sudden you learned over 24 hours because people defenders started posting the dates that they were going to be playing you. But what I learned, Sherm, about especially like even white people that are closer to me, that they live in their own bubble of things. And if it's not in their bubble, they know what they know. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I was asked a Negro plenty of times this past week. And the stuff, <laughs> yeah. the stuff I'm saying, they looking like what? But you're, but you're one of the good ones. That's essentially what they said in their reply. But you're one of the good ones. Oh, I know. I know, right? Yeah. But I also think that it's a little bit different for for a professional athlete. Just my opinion. Because I think they're so because entrenched. Because the people he's around, yeah. Like all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm more, I'm more concerned with what he said than what uh, Fromm did. You're more concerned with Breeze? I'm more concerned with Breeze than From because Breeze made a statement saying it's From that was right. some text messages that were released, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm more concerned with the public. You actually had time to think about this and publicly say this, true, versus somebody That's just leaking your, your text. That well, somebody I mean, said that this is. I mean, this the, Drew Breeze has been saying this exact same thing for the last four years. It just and, got hot right now. Yeah. yeah, this is you know, and it seemed like he was confused that like, hey, I say this phrase all the time. Why is it so hot now? And it's like, oh no, it, it's times change, dude. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turn on the TV. That's yeah, why. They're like, he, he, that's been his money phrase for the last four years, and now it's like, oh no, you, you alienated everybody now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, like that's. I mean, one of the most uh, beloved, I would, I would say, NFL players. I mean, his work that he's done in New Orleans ever since Katrina and everything. And, and um, see, that's the thing. It's like. He's in a city that's predominantly black, and they've gone through all this. And yeah, I don't know how he's blind to this. Well, he's willfully blind to it. That's what I think. Mm, I, it's. I think. I just think it's complicated. Mm-hmm. I, would, I I need a white friend that are really can really tell me the deep, the, the nitty gritty of conversations they have when black people aren't around. Yeah, that's a because good, I, I think most of them are true. too afraid to actually tell me for real, for real. They'll give me hints, but I really want to know. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that, P. That's a really good point. Um, that's a very good point. Anyway, so so long, Whitlock. So long, Breeze. From so, your so long, your, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck so long, Woods, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, t- man, bruh. Tiger. I was done with him anyway, but then that just <laughs> that just reaffirm my doneness with him. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. He's so out uh, of touch anyway, but whatever. He's so out of touch. Another one, willfully ignorant. Man, what you call lit him up to? Uh, Skip Shannon did. Yep. Shannon lit I him love up Shannon Sharp. Shannon lighting everybody up. Man, Shannon yeah. don't give up. Man, Shannon don't care. <laughs> hey, did actually, y'all ever actually, hear him on me. All the Smoke? Did you hear that episode? I, have, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched part of it. It's good, man. I love Shannon Sharp, man. Want to know something funny? This whole thing has made me like Skip. Hmm. Because okay. I, I hate his sports opinions, but on stuff like this, he's for real. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's talking some real shit on this, but the sports stuff, he just hate LeBron for no reason. Like, <laughs> right. you know, some of that <laughs> stuff he does. Like, come on, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, a lot of good stuff has come out of this, too. I think that, you know, we are starting to see... What happens when when you start messing people's money up, you start getting changed. And one thing we saw the uh, what, what was the statue that you all had there that had been blocked but finally came down? Uh, it was the um, I forgot what it was called. I forgot the name of the person. But, yeah, our mayor said he'll he'll have it down within I think it was two or three days and he had it down the next day. So, yep. So that's gone. So by another another big blow to the Confederacy. Um and uh, then the General Lee statue in Virginia also came down. And we're going to get ready to wrap up, you know, obviously, but we're not going to keep you all forever. But just want to go over these other real couple things. The Marine Corps is now has now banned the Confederate flag on every base worldwide. Oh, wow. You, yep. Uh, Minneapolis has changed their laws on policing, so they've banned chokeholds and made it a requirement to uh, st- to intervene if a police officer is stepping has crossed the line. Uh, Louisville has made changes; um, they're changing their no-knock warrant, uh, making that much stricter. Talked about D.C. street name, Confederate statues, and then the um, I saw that both the House and the Senate have introduced bills on policing so yeah so um talking about no knock warrants talking about banning chokeholds nationwide 
some other stuff that was in there. So, good stuff. We got to keep the pressure on, though. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, but this is good. This is this is why you protest. This is why you, you know, demand change and you take to the streets. This is what, you know, the First Amendment is all about. So, yeah, that's why. That's another reason I'm I'm a little more happy. So, you mean the First um, Amendment was before the second one? I didn't know that. Yeah, imagine that. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. to let them tell it, it, it starts at two. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So, um, all right, y'all got anything else? Nah, I'm good. All right. Oh, shout out to the dude that reposted all of Trump's tweets, and he got kicked off Twitter too, just to prove a point that <laughs> that, that Trump's tweets were inciting violence, and Twitter took his down too. So Trump can't say that Twitter's just picking on him. Anyway, shout out to that guy. Love oh yeah, it. shout out to the CEO of uh, of Twitter who donated three million dollars to Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights campaign. There oh, you I, go. I was going to say this too because this will make Naomi happy. Uh, BTS donated a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you know what? She just told me that like an hour ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you for stealing for our culture, culture and then donating. I appreciate that, BTS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did donate. I did. I donated to Black Lives Matter this week, and also donated to Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights campaign. I donated to Black Lives Matter this morning. Good job. Um, and I and I did donate to to uh, Joe Biden's campaign this week. <laughs> man, you gonna you gonna get emailed to fucking death, man. They- <laughs> God damn, I'm so tired of these emails. I know, emails. they're killing me with Jeez, emails and texts man. already. Man, he texts, emails, everything. Yeah. I'm tired of this dude. Just yeah, get a but, uh, shit. But I think that it's important, you know, it, it's good to protest, but we got to put our money where our mouth is, too, you know, and uh, and, and and that's good stuff. So um, keep the pressure on. P, got to hear the thriller story, but. Oh, yeah, I got to. It, it'll continue through this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all fellas, stay safe. Hey. I just want to say this, man. I, I truly do feel as bad as, as I felt last week. I feel I see change coming, um, and I think that's why I feel better. I'm not better, but I feel better. So it's nice to see progress, um, and uh, it's nice to see people still taking to the streets and demanding change. But And it's nice to see our uh, friends from other cultures kind of align with us. And, and just to say, I hear you, I you know, I'm listening. So. Yes, not to be dismissive at all. So right. I, I showed you guys. I, I've got a friend, a white lady, that texts me said, "I've only made one black person. I mean, one white person cry today. <laughs> I've got to do better." And so I, I like that I've got friends like that that are like out there, really out here, uh, showing that they are an ally. Hmm. It's important, man. It's the only way we're going to make change. Can't we're only twelve percent of the population, so um, you know that's how it's important that we all come together. So, shout out to Bush and Romney and, and Colin Powell, also. Yes, shout out to them. Yep, appreciate. Yeah, y'all. man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just keep it going, man. I'm. Uh, I like the trajectory right now, so you just got to keep it up. But y'all stay safe, man. If y'all get to a protest this week, be safe. Be blessed. Yeah. Take care of yourself. And, uh, keep protesting. Wear your mask. And go, uh, go get those gun licenses, but don't take them to the protest. Yes, please. <laughs> and uh, you know, keep donating. You know, there, there's a lot of organizations helping. So let's just keep it up. Y'all got anything else? That's it, man. Y'all have a good week. All right, man. Be safe. All right. Peace. All right.